Today is February 22nd, 2024. This is Everyone Has an Opinion. My name is Juan. Welcome to another boxing edition of the podcast where I'm here to invade your personal space and take up your free time with everything in the world of boxeo. In a perfect world, we would be discussing what happened in Usyk versus Fury for the Undisputed Championship at heavyweight. But unfortunately, thanks to Tyson Fury's sparring partner elbowing him in the damn face two weeks before the scheduled event, that fight didn't take place, didn't it? got derailed. It will take place, hopefully, in May. So in the meantime, things haven't been as exciting in the world of boxing, but I won't say they've been trash. I won't say it's been extremely quiet. I'll say it's been consistently solid because we've had quality fights. We haven't had the big names, but we're coming off of a Foster versus Abraham Nova championship title fight at 130, which I thought was extremely entertaining. I thought the scoring was a little bit controversial. I had Foster clearly winning the fight, but it was a good fight. It was competitive. Abraham Nova fought his ass off, but unfortunately he came up short. One judge, however, actually gave him the nod slightly by one point. I strongly disagree with that decision, but in the end, the right guy won. Oshaki Foster continues his championship reign and now hopefully moves on to something bigger and better. Maybe a title fight against Lamont Roach. Maybe uh, a unification against Joe Cordina, something like that. But either way, I'm looking forward to what's next for Foster because he fought his ass off. I thought he was down early and then fought his way back and closed the show with a great uh, 11th and 12th round in which he dropped Foster in the 12th. Also on that card, Bruce Carrington had a sensational knockout. I'm looking forward to what's next for him. He is one of the most exciting prospects in all of boxing. He fights at featherweight, so keep an eye on him. Hopefully, he continues to move up the ranks. But if you're one of those fans who's down on the schedule currently, I get it. There hasn't been any huge names outside of really Tiafimo Lopez that have been in the ring from January through February. But don't worry, March, April, and May all look loaded. And ask yourself this question. There's no wrong answer, but ask yourself, what kind of boxing fan are you? Are you one that only wants to see the big names? If you are, that's fine. Those are coming. But if you're one of the fans like myself who just want quality matchups and good action, this weekend, pay attention. There's a card for you. We have a championship triple header on ESPN this Saturday, live from Tokyo. If you're out like me on the East Coast, it's going to be extremely early. The card begins around 6 a.m., but trust me, this is definitely worth waking up for. But even if you don't catch it live, go to the ESPN Plus app. You can replay it at any time you want. This is a card you simply don't want to miss. This card is headlined by WBC Bantamweight Champion and winner of my knockout of the year of 2023, Junto Nakatani. He is defending against Alejandro Santiago. And then on the co-main, before that, we have Jerwin Ancajas challenging for the WBA Bantamweight Championship against Takuma Inoue, the brother of Naoya Inoue. And then, and also on the undercard, you have a vacant junior bantamweight championship match taking place between Kosai Tanaka against Christian Rangel. I don't know much about Christian Rangel, but Kosai Tanaka is absolutely a devastating fighter. Somebody that you want to watch if you're into all action. This guy is the real deal. I expect him to run through rain hell, but maybe not. I don't really know much about the guy, but I know that Tanaka will bring you entertainment. But let's talk about that co-main event. You have the challenger, Jerwin Ancajas. He is 34-3 and three with two draws on his record. 
He also has 23 wins by knockout. Ancajas is a Filipino. He's managed by Manny Pacquiao. And much like his idol, he's a southpaw with real power in that left hand. He throws in combinations, but he sometimes falls in love with uppercuts and leaves himself open for hooks. He boxes well off his back foot too, though. But this guy loves to come forward. He loves to bang. That's why I think this is going to be an action-packed fight. He has decent defense early. He keeps his hands really tight, but as the fight goes on, those hands tend to drop, and this guy is susceptible to the big shots upstairs. However, this dude has a chin. This guy can handle some of the division's biggest punchers. He went 24 rounds with hard-hitting Fernando Martinez. Those 24 rounds and his age, I think he's like 32 now, about to be 33. It, it kind of concerns me. He, that's not old in real life, but... In the world of boxing, when you've been through wars, and especially when you're talking about the Bantamweight division, having to cut that much weight as a grown man, that tends to age you more quickly. Shout out to Richard Dwyer. That's some Dwyer math for you, where he says the lower guys tend to age way quicker than, say, let's say, the heavyweights. If you look at the heavyweight division, a lot of the champions or a lot of the guys around the top of the heavyweight division are in their mid to late 30s. That's different. They're not cutting weight. These little guys are cutting weight. They're putting a lot of wear and tear on their body. That's why I think Ancaz typically would be the favorite here. I actually don't know what the odds are. He might be the favorite. But on paper, he sounds like the favorite. And then when you look into those details of, of going through a lot of wars and his age and things like that, I kind of lead toward Takuma Inouye. Now, Inouye, the brother of my number one pound-for-pound fighter, this guy's only 18-1, and one, but doesn't have the power. It seems like all the power in the family went to the monster in a way because this guy only has four knockouts. But he does have skills. He tends to hop in and out. We talk about Ancajas being managed by Manny Pacquiao in a way, Takuma in a way that is, tends to hop in and out like a Manny Pacquiao. But the difference is this guy only throws one shot at a time. He has really good footwork. He gauges the distance well. I'm a big fan of his movement. He's never a stationary target. And offensively, his weapon of choice seems to be the straight right hand. Every fight I've seen of him, and I haven't seen that many, I've seen maybe four or five of his fights, the straight right hand, one at a time, is what he likes to throw. But that lack of power is what concerns me. I think there'll be plenty of opportunities here for Ancajas to apply pressure and throw caution to the wind without fear of what might be coming back. Because again, this guy can't really crack like that. But if Ancajas can't hurt in a way, then that game plan to me is going to lead to the demise of Ancajas because he'll tire out late in the fight. I said the defense kind of lacks later in the fight. If this fight goes to the ninth, 10th, and beyond, this fight will be in favor of Inoue. I think he will have chances to pick Ancajas apart because Inoue is pretty accurate. He doesn't have power. But you don't need a power to win a fight. I like Inway down the stretch in here in route to a unanimous decision. I'm actually going to check the odds right now for you gamblers out there so we can get an accurate depiction of what's going on. Dakuma in a way is actually the favorite. They got him at minus 230. Ancas is plus 210. This is a close fight. This is a competitive fight. This is what we want to see. That's what I'm saying. If you're a boxing fan that just wants competitive, action-packed type fights, this is the card for you. I'm still going with the favorite here. I'm going with Inouye. But like I said, Incajas has a chance early. He can't hurt Inouye. But if it gets to the second half, I love Inouye by UD. Up next, we have the main event. Let's talk about 
Junto Nakatani. He's going to be defending that WBC Bantamweight Championship against Alejandro Santiago. This is going to be an action-packed fight. Junto Nakatani is the big favorite, as he should be. Power puncher. He had my knockout of the year last year. But let's talk about Alejandro Santiago. He's no slouch. He's coming off a big win against Nonito Donaire, which was on the Canelo Charlo undercard. That was a great win for him. He's going to carry that momentum into this fight, but he's going in there with a killer. But let's talk about what Santiago does. Santiago, 28 years old, veteran from Mexico. He's 28 and three with 14 knockouts. He's never been stopped before in his career. He's been in there tough. He's been in there with Gary Antonio Russell. That was his last loss. That was in 2021. Since then, he's rattled off four big victories, two of which I would say were extremely high quality. I talked about the Nonito Donaire victory. But also, he has a win over Antonio Nieves, who's a really solid fighter. But with Santiago, he's going in there to fight. This guy sometimes will throw caution to the wind. He's going to go in there. He's going to try and land that right hand. He's going to try and loop it around. He likes to throw that hook. He loves to lead with the jab. He always leads with the jab, which is a good thing. But one thing I like to talk about with him is he deflects shots really well with his gloves. And he also has this kind of like a tick where it almost appears as if he's wiping his face with his glove. But I don't know if that's by design to throw the opponent off or that's like I said, like a, a nervous tick or something like that. But it tends to work a little bit. It throws the opponent off and leads them to believe he's throwing something when he's really not. He's also really short, so he wants to close the distance and work on the inside. Nakatani is much taller than him. So if he's getting out boxed, he'll say to hell with boxing. Let's fight. He'll force his way on the inside and unload with body shots. This guy... This guy isn't bashful in there. He's going in there to win. Not everything he does will be classified as clean. He likes to get after it by any means necessary. He's my kind of fighter. He's like a heel in wrestling. If he was a pro wrestler, you might compare him to an Eddie Guerrero or a Ric Flair. He will lead with his head sometimes. He'll push you down with his arm, with his forearm. He'll press you up against the ropes, stick his shoulder into your chest, push you back all night while unleashing a blistering assault on your body. This guy will go for it. He's not going in there to lay down. He may not have the skill that Nakatani possesses, but he does have the will. He fought Russell extremely close. He didn't win that fight by any means. One judge actually had it a draw and two had it close for Gary, but he didn't make it that close on his skills. He just went in there willing to risk it all, willing to put it all on the line. And I think that's what he's going to do against Junto Nakatani. But Junto Nakatani is a different type of animal. This guy is a special fighter to me, one of the best in the world. He's 26-0 with 19 knockouts. He's a southpaw that throws with big power. He's tall for the division. He has long arms, and he could really throw any punch in the book. He's going in there, though, to stop you. He's not trying to go the distance. He's not trying to outbox Santiago all night. He's going to lead with his jab as well. He's going to put the jab in your face, but he's also going to come downstairs with straight left hands to the body and that straight left over-the-top I think he's going to catch Santiago coming in. Because like I said, Santiago will be aggressive. I think he's going to walk into something big. I think Nakatani will catch him as he's backing up. While Nakatani's backing up and Santiago is kind of lunging in, I think that left hand is going to land similarly to how it landed against Maloney in a vicious, vicious knockout. That's what I expect to see here. I think it's going to be all action until the final bell. I see this fight lasting maybe eight or nine rounds. Nakatani by stoppage is what I like to see here. But again, this entire card, these three fights are really going to be fun to watch. I think you're going to get a lot of craft, a lot of determination here. The Japanese cards tend to deliver, 
and this one is no different. Like I said, it's going to be early if you're on the East Coast like myself, but it's, it's worth waking up for. Make yourself some coffee. Make yourself some breakfast. Get in front of the TV. Watch this. And then, hey, you have the entire day ahead of you. You have plans on Saturday. You can go out later. That's actually what's better to me about the early cards. Obviously, I don't prefer to wake up that early on a Saturday, but hey, wake up, watch some great fights, and then get on with your day. It doesn't have to take up your plans. You can still go out that night. I love it. You're going to get great action. You're going to get great skill. What more do you want in boxing? We talk about fans that only like the big names. How does one become a big name unless you watch them earlier on in their career? How do they make it to that big name status? You have to start somewhere. And I think Junto Nagatani has the ability, has the charisma, has the style to become one of those big stars. So tune in to watch him. Like I said, even if you don't catch it live, catch the replay if you have ESPN+. Plus. It will be worth it. I don't always give my stamp of approval for every fight. Like There's been duds out there, but I think this card will deliver. I think it'll be worth your time. Tune into it. Check it out. Let me know what you guys think about it. Don't forget to give me that five-star review. Tell a friend to tell a friend. That's all I have for you guys this weekend. I will be back next week. We got to break down a lot in the world of boxing. There's a lot of news taking place at a rapid pace, and I'll be here to break it all down, but I wanted to get you guys a quick preview for this card because I think this card is definitely worth your time. Thank you guys for listening. I appreciate it. Enjoy the fights. I'm out.